All right, this is the Final Percent Podcast, and we have a special, special guest live in the studio with us today, and how fitting that it is, in fact, Mother's Day. I have my mom in the studio right now. Why don't you go ahead and say hi? Hello, everybody. Always, always give mom as much cheers as thank humanly you, possible. Um, so yeah, it's uh, let's see, it's ten twenty six at night. We were getting ready to go to bed, but I had not yet recorded my podcast that is going to go out Monday morning. And I said, "Hey, why don't we just hop on a podcast together?" I like it. So you've been kind of a reoccurring theme. In uh, my story, um, many times, uh, a lot of people know that the song Rollin' is about us um, living in a 1984 Pontiac Sunbird um, with Stevie Nicks painted on the front of it. Oh, the times. <laughs> uh, living in the back of a, a, a laundromat storage room. Um, but for whatever reason, we never quit. No, we will, and we will never quit. And we will never quit. So what are some of the, so I think, I think the big thing that we should just address is where, where do you think your perseverance comes from? Why, why do you, why do you, why did you never give up? Why did you always say, keep going? Why did you want want to push me why do you push yourself kind of where where does that come from well actually this is rather fitting on this day as well because i got that from my own mother okay she would always tell me when i'd get in a pickle and i got in a few um, you can i know <laughs> <laughs> who who would have thunk it <laughs> but she would always tell me i have faith in you yeah and sometimes i would say oh please don't have faith in me Please, please, because that put it back on me. Yep. So I had to uh, learn how to have as much faith in myself as my mother had in me. And uh, I have been doing that ever since. It's very important for me, no matter how old I am, no matter what's happening, is to keep going because I, too, have dreams and goals. And just because I am a great-grandmother, I... Will not quit. And I will a, and not a give beautiful great grandmother, I might add. Thank you. Um, so that's so. And why is it so easy for you to kind of extend into other people's lives to want to believe in them? Because I have learned how to do that for myself, and I feel like at a certain point in my life, I had two choices: either I just gave up and. Didn't do anything with my life because, believe me, I was heading in that direction. Mm -hmm. Or step up and be the woman that that I knew that I could be. And so if I can do that, I believe that other people out there have that same tenacity Mm -hmm. buried within and that they can do the same. Now, one of the the things now... I don't know this this woman, but there's a lot of people in your life, in your past, 
that know a completely different person. Absolutely. And you are, um, I don't, I guess I don't know the proper way to say it, but, but you are very much a, still a recovering alcoholic. Is that how you say it? Absolutely recovering. You know, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. And uh, I am not a practicing alcoholic. That is one who still drinks. I am a recovering alcoholic. I am in recovery. I think I think that deserves an applause. So <laughs> good better. job, Mama. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, um, when? So how long have you been sober? It will be thirty-three years in August. What a great and fitting number, thirty-three. More clap. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There, there we, go. we go. All right. Um, so I mean that that's a big win right there, overcoming that obstacle, overcoming those things, and and kind of transforming yourself. But even in that, I mean, obviously you've seen a stark difference and a stark change in me over specifically probably the last five or six years when since I since you met Kayla. I mean, I mean Kayla's pretty <laughs> awesome. She's you want to talk about a reoccurring yeah. character in my story? That's uh, that's yeah. a huge one. Um, but I've, I've gotten so addicted to knowledge, so addicted to different things that have come into my life that there's been a lot of times where you and I have had, as my mom so aptly puts it, um, I will take her into what she calls the principal's office. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) And so, and so I'll do some life coaching, um, for her and I don't care how old you are out there. If you say that you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, I don't care what it is. Um, Watching my mom take, and she's known as a very hard headed human being. If anyone out there knows me and says that I am a hard headed person, she is more hard headed than I am. You had to learn it from somewhere. Yeah. The nut does not fall very (laughs) far from the tree. Um, But the thing is, is you have, started becoming I, you you've been transcending into this new person over the last few years and you have become more patient and you have become um someone who's really seeking a lot of knowledge and you'll read books I send and and stuff like that so what do you think what is the advice out there for anybody who says oh well you know what I'm just stuck in my ways Oh, I do not believe that at all. Um, I believe that everybody, if you believe that you have stopped learning, you might as well be dead. Mm-hmm. Because I love learning, and I truly, truly believe that everybody, everybody needs to recognize the fact that they have a great, great potential mm-hmm. to become better every day, even if it's in a small way. But as long as you're moving forward, there are so many things that you can bring to fruition. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing because I realize, in a way, part of it is because I realize that I have probably more years behind me than I have ahead of me. So that kind of puts an urgency on anything that I decide that I want Mm -hmm. to partake in. Because I, you know, time is moving forward. Yeah. Well, I want to move forward with it. And, uh, (laughs) you know, that's just the way it is. And it's fun. It's an adventure. And Mm -hmm. once you catch on fire, once you feel that, oh, 
I can do this. Mm-hmm. Then you've done it. So how can you be afraid of something you've already done? All you can do is enhance it, mm-hmm. make it better. But you did it, so you don't have that excuse anymore. One of the one of the things that I've been I've been talking to people about is it's it's such an interesting thing to watch people say, "Oh well, I might fail, and I'm scared of doing this." And I'm scared. now anything that you're going to accomplish is going to take action. It's going to take commitment, and it's it's going to take a, a commitment that is down deep inside of you to be able to become that or achieve that or, or whatever it is that you're talking about. And by that very definition, people who say, well, I'm, I probably will fail. I'm too, I'm too scared to do that. I don't have enough time left. That's, that's a big one for people. Colonel Sanders was 76 when he finally had his breakthrough with KFC. Now, he's such a testimony to, to take action and believe kind of no matter what. But what I'm getting at with this commitment is by the very definition of that, if you do not take action on your goals, action on your dreams, action on the knowledge that you need to achieve your dreams, action on your health, action on who you know that you could be, should be, want to be, if you're not taking action on becoming that person, you are, in fact, more committed to your fears. Be, do, have. Yeah, be, do, have. Mm-hmm. And you are more, and that's, that's the way you have to look at it. You have to say, okay, am I more committed to not, in, in, to being obscure and, and not out there? You're, you have your jewelry business that you've, you've, you're kind of in the middle of launching and, and you're, you're going across country and you're doing these different things and you're meeting people. No, that takes action. It takes faith. It takes trust in yourself, belief in yourself and learning. And if you just sit at home, well, then in fact, you are more committed to your fears than you are your dreams. And that's something that I think people have to, regardless of the age, People have to look it in the mirror and they have to say, am I more committed to my fears or am I more committed to my dreams? If you're actually more committed to your dreams, you're going to take action. If you're more committed to your fears, if you're more committed to staying the same, and so many people, I want to, I want to change. I want to do this. I want to do that. But that's not the case because that's not what you do. Well, it's almost like when, when people are saying that, I want to change. I want to do this. But when they're presented with, well, that takes work. Mm. That takes dedication. That takes commitment. That takes uh, focus. That takes energy. That mm-hmm. takes planning. Oh, I don't well, want to do that. I don't want to do that. Then they wonder why they are still there mm-hmm. and you're over here. Mm-hmm. And I just got to the place to where, you know, and I have to be honest. And yes, you are my son, but there's a saying out there. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm. And in the past five years, listening to your speaking and listening to your stuff, that has opened a door that I just didn't bother opening mm. because I did realize that it is possible. What you are, are sharing with people, it's possible for anybody. Mm. Yes, Even your own mom, yes. as stubborn. Especially my own mom. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I know that I can't make people do anything, Mm-mm. but I can be an example. Mm-hmm. And if that's the only way that I can help others is to show them, hey, you know, I'm 66 years old, but I'm not six feet under. Exactly. You woke up on the right side of the dirt. Absolutely. It, well, and that's the thing. It, it, going back to the, are you more committed to your fears or your dreams? You know what? You are not going to get out of this world alive. Nope. So you might as well make a dent while you're here. Yes. And the only way to live forever is the lives that you touch. The only way to live forever is to make an impact is to make a difference and and people I think are are too addicted to being looking active but not accomplishing anything and that's that's why that's one of my favorite things to ask people is okay what did you accomplish today what did you accomplish I don't care if you looked busy I don't care if you took a, a shit ton of I shouldn't have said that but whatever explicit whatever <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you took t- took a ton of uh um, Instagram pictures and this, that, and the other, and oh, check out! I'm working and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Yeah, what did you accomplish? Exactly. And and that's the thing is is day by day, step by step, you're making a difference. Well, you had told me when I first embarked on. Um, I've always been very creative. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist. Absolutely. So I I am I. I get my, it from somewhere. My best of me is when I'm creating. That's my best. Mm-hmm. That's my best of me. And I asked you, I came to you and I said, Greg. By the way, I am one of her creations. Oh, yes, I am. And, and I did a damn good she, job. She just said that's <laughs> the best of her. Just <laughs> We're really humble in this family. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> Not. But I said, what do I need, Greg? Mm-hmm. And you said content. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Hmm. And I thought about it, and then I started thinking about it, and you said, well, if you're going to tell people I make this stuff, they're going to say, what stuff? Mm-hmm. What are you going to show them? Are you going to show them what you say that you can make, or are you going to show them what you have made? Mm-hmm. Well, I have made now over 700 pair of earrings. That's a couple earrings. <laughs> and I, I'm just beginning Oh, yeah, you're just getting started. I am so excited about turning this corner. Mm. And I am very, and it's discipline. Discipline. Mm. That's tough for me because, you know, I'm stubborn. You, you, <laughs> you are stubborn. That's true. Well, and discipline, yes, it's, uh-huh. it, it's important. But I think the... But so is spontaneity. Yes, yeah. But spontaneity needs to be needs to be just that it needs to be spontaneous mm-hmm. most people want to sit on their ass until spontaneity happens what that, yeah. that makes no sense no work until something spontaneous it's it's kind of like uh mark twain said the harder i work the luckier i get yes and and the thing is is i imagine my business and my the the different things that i'm involved with as a wheel and those things, I have to keep that wheel turning to make whatever it is that is going on in my life. I have to make that wheel keep turning and turning and turning and turning because it's what pays 
everyone's bills, including my own. It's what pays the employees. It's what pays yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, is it's also this thing that's turning that is, it's kind of like a black hole and it sucks in other opportunities and it sucks in all the things that you are known for. Hey, I wonder if you can do this. I wonder if you can help me with this. I wonder if, but what if, what if, what if, what if, but the what if has to be built on something solid. So you find your wheel. What, what works really well for me, my wheel is KMG. Now, we got KMG to a place to where Kayla can take over, keep the wheel turning, and now I can focus more on my speaking career and different things that I'm doing, all the while still being involved with KMG's future progress and and things like that. But all the day-to-day stuff is handled by Kayla, which is absolutely fine because she helped me build the the company. She understands the decisions. And right now we're in a place where dotting the I, crossing the T is, is... actually much more important than expansion and growth. Okay, well, if I want to be in expansion and growth mode, okay, I'm going to be in this other company. But now the great thing is, is this other company can directly support KMG. And so the thing is, is everyone needs what is their wheel in life. Now, sometimes, and that's why I love Jim Rohn's statement. He says, I'm working full-time on my job and part-time on my fortune. And once my fortune can make me as much in part-time as much as my full-time job, then I can quit my full-time job. And so many people think that entrepreneurship is, let's just kind of take as much risk as possibly as we possibly can. And don't get me wrong, I've unfortunately subscribed to that multiple times. I've, I've been the guy, Let me and you've seen me be the guy. Yes. <laughs> jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down but that is one of the worst times i jumped off with you. and and a lot of times we jump together um the bungee cord was tied to the other one <laughs> there you uh, go. and and but the thing is that's not that's not good entrepreneurship you have to have a plan and you don't have to have it all figured out but you have to have a roadmap. It's okay to, and here's the thing, this is why I always say roadmap, it's okay to take the scenic route if you have a map, but the thing is, is if you have a GPS system, and you just say, hey Google, take me to this, hey Siri, take me to this, hey do this, my, my Google phone just went off, that's hilarious, <laughs> and, and, and you, you start saying these things, well, it's going to take you exactly where you told it to go. In <laughs> St. <and> Louis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and so, the, so the thing is, is you might miss the scenic route. You might miss the spontaneity. But you ha- now if you have a roadmap of, okay, this is where I want to get, get to. This is how I'm going to get there. But now you can take a scenic route and still get to your destination. You have a direction. You have to have, mm-hmm. you have, to have direction. Mm-hmm. So many people just go off into this like mercurial space in their brain and they go, I'm just going to wait for it to hit me. What is it? It's no, it's, it's, it's probably something that forces you a fire that becomes so big and bright, usually external, like the landlord wants his rent, a fire that gets dropped on your lap that you have to put out and you have to get back to work. No, imagine what if, what if you just worked all the time in a purposeful direction. So enough about business. Um, What's a, uh, just in, in the interest of, of we have a rare time with mom. 
what is your top two favorite memories of of baby Greg? Oh my God! You're going to only give me two? <laughs> well, it, it is a mother's love, guys. There's probably not that many, but she loves me a bunch. No, there's that many <laughs> because I do she love you a bunch. I do. <laughs> my uh, okay. Well, one of them. Well, a couple of them. I can't say. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, let's keep it. <laughs> that didn't work. Um, <laughs> You're, well, it was when you were like, I would say probably eight months old, and your crib was in our room, and you would wake up in the morning, and you would just rattle, rattle, rattle your crib, and your dad and I would just look at each other and say, are you going to get up? And you'd say, Mike, Mike, <laughs> and what you wanted was your dad had an old reel-to-reel downstairs in the living room, and the little couch was in front of it, so he could plug in a microphone and hand it to you, and you'd kind of lean up against a, the um, couch, and he'd turn it on, and you'd sit there, ah, ha, ah, 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 make all these noises, and then you started in. Just to be clear, I still make all those noises. Yes, he does. <laughs> Only there's they're a little more musical. <laughs> a little more musical, maybe a bit more controlled, but not much. But that right there, and I have a picture of you doing that. I knew right then and there. It was just like, oh, man, another musician. Because <laughs> my dad's one, my brother's one. Um, one. I dabble in it. Yes, I do. Yeah, you're one. And, you know, and your dad. So, but that is a very special memory because that's how we woke up. You didn't say mom. You didn't say Mike. dad. It was Mike. You wanted the mic in your hand. So that. <laughs> I guess that's still true today. Yes, that's one of them. Kayla and I have this, this joke. She said, you know, whenever we, we finally get around to having a kid from the, anytime the kid starts crying or something from the other room, it's not going to be, since she's a singer, I'm a singer, it's not going to be like a normal cry. <laughs> really? It's, it's going to be, Mike. It's totally true. That's the way my kid's going to be from way down. One of the others. Okay. One of the others with you is you... You have always been a very, very loving person, you know, very loving. You remind me a lot of your grandpa, Greg, your dad's dad. And um, you just have this, this way about you. And ever since you were really little, we have never been mom, dad, or you know, you'll say that. But when you're talking to other people, one of the, the things that really, really that I cherish is you say, my parents. Yeah, you've said that. My parents. And you say it with, su with, with such a feeling that it makes your dad and I, <laughs> yeah, man, we are. <laughs> We're cool. We're his, We're his parents. You know, that's special to us because of the way you say it and because of, you know, we do have a bond. We are very, very close. There's another favorite right there. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom and I, when we get off the phone, she will always say, we have a bond, and I will respond with, we are very, very close, which is absolutely true. My, w I'm going to say one of my favorites, 
it'll go in, and and we're gonna wrap this up um, with this. I I would say, you know, my parents got my parents. <laughs> I told you, my, and I'm beaming. My 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 parents took a ten year break from one another. Yes, we did. And I had the fantastic. Um, opportunity to trick them into getting back together. Parent trap. Parent trap, straight up. It was worked. Uh, it, it absolutely <laughs> worked. And I, um, long story short, um, it was my turn to go see my dad for for Christmas, and my mom was uh, just out of a, a a relationship with this, we'll just say, interesting human being, and uh, it was Not interesting. <laughs> it was. It was, uh, it was in my, and my dad had just gotten out of a, 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 a bad divorce. And so I, I called up my dad and I said, Hey, you know, mom's alone. You don't have anybody. I'm not trying to get you guys back together or anything, but I, uh, I really, I don't want to leave her alone. She's much more emotional than you are. Is there any way I could just bring her with me? We could celebrate Christmas together. And he said, yeah, it's probably fine. Let's, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do that. And so we, we bring them up, and I'm I'm low key like trying to do all of the things behind the scenes, like sending flowers and like having like the the radio play certain songs. And they're like, "Wow, this is really serendipitous." And and uh, so after we spend a week, I can kind of see some sparks happening, and it was funny. So I I had to fly out, and my dad said, "Okay, well, let me take you to the airport." And kind of my mom kind of knew what I was up to, and. He says, "Well, can you can you get ready?" And I said, "Yeah, that's that's fine. Like, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll go ahead and get ready." Uh, and he's he's saying, "Well, why isn't your mom getting ready?" And I said, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, I only had enough money for a one way ticket. So if you want to send her back, that's on you. But I really need to get to the airport." And uh, probably about a three weeks later, he called me and he said, "Hey, your mom's flying in," and blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, "Man, she didn't seal the deal." What the heck? And he said, nah, I'm just kidding. We're about two hours outside of uh, Phoenix, and we're coming to get all of her stuff. She's coming back with me. Yeah. And uh, um, one of the other mul- more tumultuous times in in our life, and this is the, the guy that my mom was dating that we lived in the back of the laundromat with and and so on and so forth. Um, we, we had finally gotten a house because... Actually, my dad helped us get a house because he was so tired of hearing about those things, um, of us living in a pop-up camper, in a van, in a um, back of the laundromat, I mean, anywhere that we could realistically lay our head down. And I remember I was in playing video games one time, and uh, no, 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 we're not going to tell that story. Um, same guy. Um I don't want to go too dark and scare people. But yeah, it is Mother's Day. <laughs> but uh, here, here's, a, here's a better one. Same house. I'm in the garage, and I'm singing, and I'm singing, and I'm singing, and I'm singing. And pretty soon this guy, it's, it's really hard not to say his name, but I'm not going to. Um, and uh, he comes and freaks out on me saying, I can't sing and I'm too loud and I'm too this and I'm too that and blah, 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 blah. And I, I hear some yelling inside and I'm kind of looking at my buddy who I was singing with and I'm just like, man, that, that sucks, man. I, I, we were really tr- kind of getting something together. And then about 
<laughs> five, ten minutes later, my mom comes back out and she says, Hun, how are you doing? Let me hear the song. And she hears it and she goes, you sing as much as you want, as loud as you want, and as long as you want. I will take care of him. And she walks back into the room. And uh, it was it's just so funny because... Anytime someone tried to shut my spirit up, shut my voice up, shut my ideas up, my dreams up, my mom's always had my back. Concrete. Concrete. At uh, Rose Bowl. I, I'm, we got to yeah. wrap this up. I We've know. Been going we, we have, we have yeah, we, awesome people. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have many stories. Um I don't know about I don't I don't know about awesome people, but we've done some awesome things. I have an awesome mom. But uh, and I have an awesome son, therefore we're <laughs> awesome people. <laughs> but just um, she she gave me a voice when I didn't have one in so many so many ways, Never and I quit. And and she she's she helped me have this perseverance inside of me. So thank you, mom. I appreciate you. Are that. quite welcome. Um, I love you very much, and uh, it's an honor to be your son. Thank you. Um, and happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you very much. And happy Mother's Day to all the other mothers out there. All the other mothers. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been the Final Percent Podcast. And thank you so much, Mom. Thank you, Greg. I love you so much. Love you back. Hey, we have a bond. We are very, very close. 